Shalom to all. Today's daf is Megillah Daf Chaf. Hey, we are starting Chaf Dalit Amud Bey. Is the very last word on the daf with a brand new Mishnah. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basib Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nisham Shad Avnaliyah, Hel Lilu Nishmas, Mars Freida Chayo Beilo, Basib Yitzchak Tzvi, Her Nisham Shad Avnaliyah. And the Mishnah says Ha'Omer Ivaruchuha Tevim. If a person says that good people should bless you, Harizah Der Chaminos. This is the way the heretics of the Api Korsim. Why is that? Because he implies that only the good people bless Hashem. But we know that every time a Sibur needs Rishayim also, as we see by the Ketaris, which has Chelbano, which is a foul-smelling spice. Rishayim also bless Hashem. If a person says that your mercy reaches the bird's nest. This is referring to the mitzvah Shiloh Hakain, sending away the mother bird. And this fellow says that Hashem has mercy on the babies, and that's why we send the mother away. If a person says we should remember Hashem's name for good, if he says the word twice in Shemayna Esrei, we quiet him. And the Gemara is going to explain why that is. If a person explains the psukim of Arias, illicit relations in an improper way, we quiet him. The Pasuk tells us, You may not reveal the erva of your father and mother, referring to the isra of having relations with a person's parents. If this person interprets it euphemistically, meaning the one isn't allowed to embarrass their father or mother, so we have to quiet him. If a person says, and he explains this pasuk as, that a person is not let impregnate a non-Jewish woman, then we quiet him very strongly. The pasuk tells us that someone's going to get killed by Bezin, or he's going to get karis, or he's going to have to bring a carbon if he gives his child over to a priest of Melech. If this person interprets the pasuk to mean that one is not let impregnate a non-Jewish woman because that child is going to serve Avayazara, then we silence him very strongly because according to that understanding, someone's going to get killed for being with a non-Jew, and that's not true. And now the Gemara explains, we understand if a person says Maidim twice, the reason why we have to quiet him is the Mexican day Rishuyas, because it looks like he's saying thank you, he's admitting to two different Rishuyas, two different gods, one is Hashem, one is the other one. And we also understand we have to quiet him if he says that we should mention Hashem's name when it's good, that we should only mention Hashem's name when it's good, but not when it's bad. And we know that's not true with Tanan, because we have a Mishnah, a person has to make a bracha on bad, the same way he makes the bracha on good, a person has to say when something bad happens, so we know that we bless Hashem in all circumstances. Why is it that a person is not allowed to say that Hashem has mercy on the bird? It seems to be that it's a very merciful thing. What's wrong with a person saying that? So, there's two Amirayim and Yisrael that argue about this. One of them says, because he's causing a jealousy with all of Hashem's creations, it seems to be that he's saying that Hashem has mercy only on the birds, but not on other animals. And the other one says, because this person is making Hashem's midas as if they're just merciful in El and Hashem's midas are just Xeris. Hashem makes Xeris. He says, this is what you should do. This is the mitzvah you have to keep. And we aren't supposed to be putting some sort of explanation to that. Yes, it could be Hashem is merciful, but that's not necessarily the reason why he gave us this mitzvah, why he said we should do something. And therefore, we have to quiet this person. And actually, a story about this. There was a person that davened for the omen in front of Rabbah. Omar, this person said, You have mercy on this bird. You should have mercy on us. And Omar Rabbah, he commented on this person's tefillah. How much this rabbi actually knows how to appease his master. And it seems to be that he was complimenting this person's tefillah. Our Mishnah says that we have to quiet him. Why are you saying that it's a good thing what he said? The only reason why Rabbah said that is because he wanted to sharpen Abai. He wanted to see if Abai would tell him, hey, the Mishnah says you're not allowed to do that, which Abai actually did. I think Mark There was a person down for the Amun in front of Rabchanina. Omar, this person said, That's what we say in our Shemana Esrei. But then this person added on, So Amar Lev Chanina told him, Have you concluded all the praises of your master? Have you actually successfully said all the praises of Hashem? If not for the fact that Moshe would have written these things in the Torah, and also have come along and established it as part of our Shemana Esrei, we wouldn't be able to say them. And you're saying so many more praises of Hashem? Moshe does the parable, a person that has thousands upon thousands of golden dinarim, and they 
praise him that he has a lot of silver coins. Isn't that an embarrassment and a degradation for him? It's the same thing. Hashem is so great, we actually have no proper way of praising him. And the only way we're able to praise him is because Anshay Knes said that we should say the following words. You can't add any on to that from your own knowledge. And Amr Abchanin, another member from Rabbi Chanina, everything's in the hands of Shemaim, except for your Shemaim, that's up to a person. Shemaim, the Pasuk says, And now Yisrael, what does Hashem ask from you? Except to fear Hashem, so we see that your Shemaim is up to a person. Now the Gemara asks, This seems to be that your Hashem is actually something not so hard. What's Hashem asking from you? Just a little bit of your Shemaim, as if it's so easy. It's not so easy. So the Gemara says, In, by Mashrabenu, it's something it's not so hard. And Mashrabenu was one that was saying this Pasuk. And Mashal, this is a Mashal to someone who they ask from him a large Kli, they want to borrow a large vessel from him. And he actually has it. It's like it's something small, since he has it, so he could give it to you. However, if a person asks for something small and he doesn't have it, it's as if it's a huge Kli that was being asked from him because he doesn't have that thing to give. And back to the topic we were discussing in our Mishnah, Amr Abzeir, he says, If a person repeats Shema twice, it's just like a person says, and we have to quiet him. The Gemara asks, we know that if a person says Shema and he says it again, so that's Maguna, that's a degradation, that's something that's not good. We see that it's Maguna, but we're not going to quiet him. So we say, like Kasha, no problem. One is where he says it word by word and repeats each word as he said it. He says Shema and then he says Shema again. One is talking about where he says the whole Pasuk and then he repeats the whole Pasuk. And then he repeats that whole thing again. So that's Maguna, but we're not going to quiet him. Perhaps he didn't have Kavano when he said the word Shema the first time. And now he had Kavano and that's why he's saying it again. Rava told our Papa, is this person Hashem's friend? The same way you talk to your friend and you might be spaced out and you're not really going to be paying attention to what you tell your friends and therefore you're going to have to repeat yourself. Is that the same thing with Hashem that you could be spacing out as you're talking to Hashem? If this person doesn't have Kavano when he's saying Shema, I'm going to hit him with a blacksmith's hammer until he has proper Kavano. Oh, it said in the Mishnah, if this person explains the Pasuk of Arayas euphemistically so we make him be quiet and we explain that already in the Mishnah and the Gemara says, that means if he explains the Pasuk to say that you're not going to embarrass your father or embarrass your mother, we're going to tell him to be quiet. And we said in the Mishnah, we explain this to mean that if a person misinterprets the Pasuk to say that a person's not allowed to be with a non-Jewish woman and have a child that's going to end up serving a Vayuzara, so we're going to silence him very strongly. And Tanit Bar Bishmol, he explains this to mean, as we explained in our Mishnah, that is referring to a person explaining the Pasuk as a Jew being with a non-Jew, and they're going to end up having a child that's going to be used for a Vayuzara, that's what the Pasuk's talking about. If a person explains the Pasuk like that, so we have to silence him very strongly. Now, as we've said, that back in the day, they would read a Pasuk, and then the Maturgamon would translate it for those that didn't understand. So we're now going to learn that certain sections were read, but not translated, because the translation was for Amaratzim that didn't understand Lashon HaKadosh, and we're afraid that the translation is going to cause them to misconstrue the meaning, and therefore we're going to leave these sections untranslated. So the Mishnah tells us, Maisa Ruvain, the whole story of Ruvain, Nikra Targim, that's going to be read, but not translated. After Rachel died, Yaakov moved his bed into Bila's tent, and Ruvain took issue with that, for he felt that his mother, Leah, was the main wife now. So he moved Yaakov's bed into his mother's tent. The Pasuk relates this by saying that Ruvain slept with his father's wife. If this was translated literally, the Namaratim wouldn't understand what the real interpretation is, and therefore we're going to read it but not translate it. Maisa Tamar, the whole story of Tamar and Yehuda, Nikra Matargim, that's going to be read and translated. Maisa Egel Harisha Nikra Matargim, the first discussion of the Egel Hazav in the Torah, that's going to be read and translated. Vahasheni, but the second discussion, Nikra Vulay Matargim, that's read and not translated. Birchus Kaihanim, the Psukim of Birchus Kaihanim in the Torah, Maisa David Vaamnain, the whole story of David and Amnain, Nikraim Vulay Matargim, they're read and they're not translated. And in Maftir Ben Merkava, we're not even going to read Maisa Merkava of Yecheskel that we mentioned yesterday. We're not going to even read that as Aftara. Rabbi Yehuda Matra, Rabbi Yehuda says we are allowed to. And Rabbi Lezra, he says, in Maftir and Bahayda Zushalayim, 
we're not going to read the Haftarah of Hades Yushalayim. And we're going to explain all this in the Gemara. So the Gemara begins with the Brayas, Atan Rabbanon, Yesh Nikrenu Metargamin. There are certain sections that will be read and translated. Yesh Nikrenu Vlay Metargamin. There are going to be certain sections that are going to be read but not translated. Yesh Loy Nikrenu Vlay Metargamin. There are going to be certain sections that are not going to be read and not going to be translated. And Elu Nikrenu Metargamin. The following sections of Torah are going to be read and translated. And the following letters are a simon for what we're going to be talking about. So the first thing the Gemara says is My Sabrishas Nikrenu Metargamin. The whole discussion of the creation of the world is read and translated. The Gemara's Pshita is that obvious. Why would you not translate it? We answer Madutem. You might have thought also Lishiule Mala 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 Mata. A person might end up asking what's above the heavens and what's below and Chafiyon based on top Malafnim Mala Acher. They're going to end up asking what was before the world and what's going to be after the world. And we know that we're not allowed to ask such questions. Kamashmo and the Chiddushes. We don't have to be afraid a person's going to ask that. We get Tenu Maiso Lightu Shdei Benayisav Nikra Matargim. The whole story of Light and his two daughters after Sudan was destroyed. We know that Light's two daughters slept with him and then they have having a child. So that's going to be read and translated. The Gemara's Pshita. That's obvious. Why would you not read and translate that? So we answer Madutem. You might have thought Nechash Lachvayed Avram that we should be careful for the honor of Avram since Light was Avram's relative. This might reflect badly on Avram. Kamashma and the Chiddush is we don't have to be afraid of that. This is just something negative about Light, but it's not going to be connected to Avram. Ma'aseh Tamar of Yehuda, the whole story of Tamar and Yehuda, how Tamar ended up dressing up like a Zaina and Yehuda was with her. So Nikra Matagim, that's read and translated. The Gemara Pshita, that's obvious. Why should we not read and translate that? The Gemara answers Ma'aseh you might have thought Leichash Lachvayed Yehuda. The Gemara answers Ma'aseh you might have thought Leichash Lachvayed Yehuda that we should be careful of the covet of Yehuda. This is something that is perhaps not so positive about Yehuda. Kamashma and the Chiddush is that we should say it. Shivche Yehuda Oidi. It's actually praise of Yehuda that he admitted that he did something wrong. Ma'isa Egel Arisha Nikra Umatagim. The first discussion of the Egel when we first learned the Klai Yisrael did the Egel that should be read and translated. The Gemara asks Pshita. That's obvious. Why should we not do so? The Gemara answers. Ma'atetemi. You might have thought Leichash Lachayid and Shal Yisrael. We should be worried of the covenant of Klai Yisrael. They did have a desire. It's not such a nice thing. Maybe we shouldn't translate it. Kamashma and the Chiddush is Kol Shekain Danichal Yehuda Havlu Kapara. For sure, Klai Yisrael wants us to be said about them because then they'll be able to have a Kapara because of the embarrassment that they suffer from hearing of this terrible Avera. Klai Yisrael Brachas Nikra Matargamin. All the Klai and Brachas should be read and translated. The Gemara Pshita. That's obvious. Why should we not do so? The answer is Malutetemi. You might have thought Nechash Dilma Faga Datayu Ditzibura. Perhaps everyone's gonna have Chalish Zadas when they hear the Klalus and just give up and say, "Let's eat and drink merry for tomorrow. We're gonna die anyway." Kamash Malan wouldn't have to be worried for that. As Haras Va'Anchin, all the different warnings and punishments that a person's gonna get if they do Averus Nikra Matargamin. That's read and also translated. The Gemara Pshita. Isn't that obvious? Why would you not do so? The Gemara answers Malutetemi. You might have thought Nechash Dilma Asul Mevdim Meira. Perhaps a person's gonna end up doing the mitzvahs just out of fear that he's gonna end up getting punished if he doesn't do the mitzvahs. Kamash Malan the Chiddushes wouldn't have to be afraid of that. And we can assume that a person is going to do all the mitzvahs and not do Averis because he loves Hashem and because it's Hashem's commandment and not because he's afraid of punishment. Maisa Amnon Vitamar Nikra Matargim, the whole story of Amnon and Tamar that's read and translated, and Maisa Avshalim Nikra Matargim, the story of Avshalim is read and translated also. Amnon, one of the sons of David Amelech, forced himself on his sister Tamar, and Avshalim, another one of David's sons, lived with his father's wives. So both of these parshas are going to be read and translated. The Gemara's Pshita, isn't that obvious? Why would you not do so? The Gemara answers, Perhaps we should be concerned for the honor of David and we shouldn't say these parshas. Kamashmal and the Chedeshes, we are going to say it because it doesn't reflect badly on David. Maisa Pelagish Begiva, the whole story of Pelagish Begiva, which is a horrible story about a number of Jewish men that forced themselves upon a person's Pelagish and a massive civil war erupted because of that. Nikra Umatagim, that's read and translated. The Gemara's Pshita, isn't that obvious? Why would you not do so? The Gemara answers, Maldutema, you might have thought, Lechash Lechoyed Binyamin, we should be careful of the covet of Shevet Binyamin because this happened with Shevet Binyamin. Kamashmal and the Chedeshes, that we don't have to be worried about that. And the section of Navi Haidas Yushlaimis Taivaiseha, make known to Yushlaim all of its abominations. Nikra Umatagim, that's read and translated. The Gemara's Pshita, that's obvious. Why should you not do so? The Gemara answers, Lafukum de Lezer, to exclude that which happened with Rebbe Lezer. The Tanya of Abraisa, Maisaba Adam Echach Hayakari Lamal Rebbe Lezer. There's a person that was reading in front of Rebbe Lezer, Haydes Yushlaim Taivaisel. He was reading this passage. Amr Loy Rebbe Lezer told him, Achata Baydek Bataivais Yushlaim, before you start discussing the abominations of Yushlaim, Tseu Baydek Bataivais Imcha, why don't you start looking into all the abominations of your mother? Badku Akhrav, they looked after this person, Umatu Bashemet's soul, and they found something 
wrong in his ichos. So you might think that we should be careful of that. Kamash Mon, we don't have to be worried about that. And now we continue. The following sections are read, but they're not going to be translated. The whole discussion of Ruvain, like we said previously, that's read and not translated as we explained previously. And there's a story Kavol. He went to a place called Kavol. And the Balkari started reading and that's the Pasuk that talks about Ruvain being with his father's wife. And told him do not translate except to the last part of the Pasuk which doesn't have anything about Ruvain in it. And the second discussion of the Egel Azov that's read and not translated. What does that mean? The second discussion of the Egel Azov. From the Pasuk of this is when Moshe Rabbeinu asked Aaron Akain what exactly happened and Aaron was describing what happened. And now we're going to understand why not to translate it. He says, A person should always be careful how he answers a question. Because of the answer that Aaron answered Moshe, now the heretics not because them, they have a way to be able to say that actually there is something to Havai Dezara. Shinamar, the Pasuk says, meaning Aaron had told Moshe Rabbeinu, and I threw it into the fire, and then this calf came out. And it seems to be that this calf, which was an Avod came out all on its own. So it seems to be that actually Avod has a power of its own. And that's not the proper way to understand the Pasuk because we know that something was thrown into the fire that made the calf come out. So we see from here that the second discussion of the eagle and the Torah should be read and not translated. The Pesukim of Berchus are read and not translated. My time, why is that? Because it says in the Pasuk, Yisa, Hashem should turn to you, implying that Hashem shows favoritism towards the Yidin. And my Yisra, of Amen, the whole story of David and Amen, which is really referring to Amen and Tamar, that's not read or translated. Some have the gear so that it's read but not translated, but either which way, everyone agrees that it's not translated. Ask the Gemara about Amrit, We just said previously the story of Amrit and Tamar is read and translated. So we answer, like Hash, there's no steer. One is talking about the passage that calls him Amrit ben David. The other Pasuk is talking about where it just says plain Amrit and doesn't have the name David there. So therefore, that Pasuk we can read and translate because it doesn't have David's name. However, Pasuk that has David's name, we're not going to translate it. According to some, we're not even going to read it. But everyone agrees we're not going to translate it because we don't want to connect David to this whole story. And now on to a similar bride. So, Atan Rabbanon, call me Christ Aksuvim Matara, Liganai. Any Pasuk that's written in the Torah and it's Liganai, Karnasai Lashavach, we read it Lashavach. Now, this does not mean disgrace or praise as Ganai and Shavach usually mean. Ganai over here means in an indelicate, very straightforward, perhaps graphic manner. So, we're going to read it Lashavach, meaning in a more delicate way. Kagan, for example, the Pasuk says Yishgaleno, but we read it as Yishgaveno. Both of these words refer to relations, it's just the way that we read it is more refined. The Pasuk says but we read it as both of these words refer to a person's backside but the way that it's read is just more refined we read it as the word written means pigeon droppings and the Pasuk is saying that Klai Yisrael ate such things in their times of extreme hunger but the way it's read means the flow from a pigeon preventing the Pasuk from explicitly talking about such things what's written in the Pasuk is but the way we read it is this Pasuk is referring to eating human excrement and drinking watery stools and the way that it's read is slightly less graphic than the way that it's written. And in the Pasuk, it's written, but we read it as, which again is a less graphic way. Now, Rabbi Shuma Karchaimer, he said, we actually read it as, because this is actually talking about the embarrassment of idol worship and idol worshippers, and therefore we are going to read it like that. And Amar of Nachman, he says, any sort of leitzonus, any sort of mockery is usur, you are not all making except for making leitzonus and mockery of idol worship. The Sharia, that is permitted. The Pasuk says, Squats, Kairis Nevai, Nevai splashes. Uksev, another Pasuk says, Karsu Karu Yachdov, that they squatted and splashed together, Lo Yachlu Malit Masa, they couldn't deliver their burden. And this is just making fun of Vaidazara that they try to relieve themselves and release their stuff.
stools and they're unable to do so. Rabbi Yane or Mehacha, he says, we have a different Pasuk that shows you're allowed to make fun of Avoy Dezara. The Pasuk tells us, Le'ego is base oven, because of the calves of base oven, which is referring to an Avoy Dezara, Yaguru Shechan Shemrein, the dwellers of Shemrein were afraid, Ki Aval Al of Amai, when they hear that its people mourn over it, Uchmar of all of Yagilu, and its priests rejoiced over it, Al Kavoide, regarding its honor, Ki Menu, because it was exiled from it. Now, Al Tekri Kavoide, don't read it as its honor, El Kavedai, read it as something that was heavy for it, regarding its stools, making a bowel movement, again, making fun of Avoy Dezara that it was able to make a bowel movement. So we see that you can make fun of Avoy Dezara. And in that same vein, Amrav Hunabar Menach Meshmidrav Acha Bredrav Eka Shari Le Labar Yisrael Lemeimer Le Loevik Chavim A Yid is allowed to tell an idol worshiper Shakal Avodus Chavim Take your Avodus Chavim Take your idol Vaanche Beshin Tav Shaloi And place it in your Shin Tav And Shin Tav means buttocks in your backside. Amrav Ashi Haiman Desani Shamane A person that has a bad reputation, specifically regarding adultery, that it, people talking about him that he's an adulterer. Shari Le Lebezuye Begimol Shin A person's allowed to embarrass him and degrade him with Gimel Shin. What does Gimel Shin mean? Gimel refers to Bar Girsa, the son of a Zaina, and Shin refers to Shmua Sarya, bad name. One is allowed to degrade this person and even degrade his mother. However, we end up with something positive. Haiman de Shafar Shemane, if a person has a good reputation, Shari Shavuche, you're allowed to praise him, and Uman de Shabche, a person that praises him, Yonuchu Lebrachas Haroshai, blessings should be placed upon his head. Hajron Lachakaris and Megillah Aymed, Mazatov for finishing the third paragraph of Mesechas Megillah. We should be Zachar to finish this Mesech together, and of course, all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.